Our scripture reading comes from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Listen for the word of God. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Our gospel reading comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. Listen for the word of God. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. If you haven't figured it out, this is baptism of the Lord Sunday. It's the Sunday we celebrate when Jesus went and was baptized. And we remember our baptism. If you look at the beginning of Genesis and you were born anywhere near the time you were born, it will sound confusing. Because there's all this water. And it says that God's spirit descended and moved across the surfaces of the water. Now, if there's, this is before creation. Where did all this water come from? And what happens is God separates the waters later on. But in the beginning, these waters are the waters that represent primordial chaos. Paul Lesperance experienced this the other day. I, I, this is a good day for me because I get to pick on Paul something awful. Because the other day, um, I had the great privilege of baptizing the little granddaughter, Ollie. And Paul decided that they were going to go out and get water in the morning and boil it from the sea and, and boil it and strain it and do all that good stuff. But when he was out there, a sneaker wave came up <laughs> and he was wet from here down. Because that's what water does. I mean, that's the symbol. You don't really control the oceans. I mean, the first thing around the oceans you're taught is don't turn your back. Don't turn your back because every once in a while, one of these sneaker waves comes in and just wipes you out. And if it's a bad tide, you can actually get taken 
all the way out. In the Galilean Sea, the deep parts are called the deep, and they are very dangerous. And fishermen know that's not where you want to go. Water symbolizes chaos. Anyone who's lived through a flood has seen this. And we had the floods in Laguna last year, and they just came down Main Beach, and, and just water can do a tremendous amount of damage. But what also do you need for water? What does water also do? Life. Without rain, nothing. Africa gets a drought, everybody starts to perish. That's the cycle of water in the spirit. It's a dangerous thing. It's a scary thing, and it's a beautiful thing. And we're always in the midst of that, and we're water-washed, but we're spirit-born. So there's two components of baptism. One is the personal part where you get baptized, but the other part is kind of what I want to talk more about today, and that's the communal part. How many of you remember your baptism? How many were born as, uh, baptized, born as children? So everybody. How many of you were baptized as children? How many of you were baptized when you were, did believer's baptism when you were older? A couple of disciples and some of the others. Okay. So if you were, you remember your baptism. See, I was baptized when I was very small, so I don't remember my baptism. Michael was baptized when he was very small, and he doesn't remember his baptism. You do probably, okay. But what, what is the piece of that baptism? When we baptize a child, what do we say? We take responsibility for you to raise you. There's an African proverb, which is it takes a village to raise a child. Anybody with children knows that that's true. But it's also true of our faith. It's also true of our faith. When we baptized Olive, okay, we were down at Thalia Beach, and it was 5.30, so the sun's going down, it's setting directly behind, you know, um, Catalina, thank you. <laughs> Never underestimate the value of a good night's sleep. And, you know, there's pelicans, and they're flying across the landscape, and it, it got dark enough that when we got to the part of the service, where we laid hands on Olive to bless her and do the actual baptism, there was a, a very bright shooting star that went right straight across the sky. And some people didn't see it because they were watching Olive. And some people couldn't physically get to Olive, and so they were laying hands. We, we, we laid hands that way, so everybody was either touching olive or touching somebody who was touching olive. But if they couldn't touch, they were just kind of looking at this beautiful God-given landscape. And they saw the shooting star. Not everybody saw it. But we need everybody to remind olive, I was there, and there was a shooting star right when you were baptized. And when you poured the water, something, a bird flew by or something. It takes all of us. One of the other things that we believe that happens in our baptism is that we are given gifts. 
of the spirits. And if you're like me, you tend to poo-poo your gifts. I don't see my gifts as easily as other people do. Well, you might not either. But in general, people that like you see your gifts. And we don't see them in ourselves. And one of the things that I said for, for Olive was, you are all here, and it is your responsibility now to make sure that Olive grows up and realizes how gifted she is. So I want you to actually do something that is good for you. Your chiropractor will thank me. It's called turning your neck. Turn your neck, scan the room. If you can't turn your neck, swivel at the hips. Okay? If you can't swivel at the hips, move your whole body. Look around you. These are people. How many of you have been baptized? These are all people who need to know that they are water-washed, but spirit-born. Everyone around you needs to know that they are amazing. That they are special, and they are gifted, and the very thing that saves them is the same thing that can kill them. That water, that whole, you know, that, that you know, it's, it's like charism. Like Hitler, Hitler had great charisma. <clears throat> but he used it really bad. And somebody needed to say, Hitler, you have, you have the ability to speak. You have the ability to, to persuade. You have the ability to make a whole people look in the same direction. And this killing the Jews things, not so good. You can take the spirit that God gives you and you can use that for death and destruction. Or you can use it for light and life. You can take a great voice and a great musical ability and you can sing songs of hate. Or you can sing songs of joy. And you can play your fiddle and make people have to look down to see heaven. Okay. It's your choice what you do with those abilities. Jesus hears the words, you are my son with you, I am very pleased. In the other gospels, as Mary said, the voice says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And who is that spoken to? Think. Anybody there, right? Right. It's probably not spoken to Jesus. If it says, you are my son with whom I am well pleased, that's probably spoken to Jesus. Okay, just look at the construction of the language. But this is my son, it's spoken to someone else. Jesus needed to be reminded at certain times who he was. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Yeah. And I bet being his parents was just a lot of fun. How do you parent that one? And when Jesus' friends overstepped their bounds, then bad things happened. But they needed, Jesus needed people around him to say, I believe in you. I believe in you, because when we all hit those moments when we are down, 
and we feel weak and we don't think we can do what we're supposed to do, we need others who say, yeah, I heard the voice. I was up there on the mountaintop with you with Peter, James, and John. I saw what happened, and you know what? You got to keep going. You got to keep going. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. It moves us. When the Spirit came at Pentecost, it drove the disciples out of that upper room and into the street, proclaiming the good news. The Spirit always moves us. And you may not like, quite frankly, where it moves you. In fact, you probably won't. Because believe it or not, the gospel is not about our own personal comfort. It's about spreading the good news, and that's to everybody. And every time you do that, you will eventually get pushed outside your comfort zone. But there are other people who say, you can do it. Sonny's here, and when Sonny was told that he should be in healing touch, who am I, Sonny said, to be the hands of Jesus? Who am I to pretend to be able to put hands on someone and offer God's blessing? I've been blessed by Sonny. I can tell you who was called to that? Sonny Bud. Everybody who begins a new ministry says, you know, I'm willing to do it, but it would have been better if it would have been somebody else. Doesn't work that way. Everyone God calls is flawed. Everyone that God calls becomes equipped through the Spirit. The blessings of the Spirit and the blessings of our baptism is to be washed clean of whatever we need to be washed clean, but is to be born in that Spirit. And just like with little Olive on the beach, there's a group around us who say, I was there, Olive, at your baptism. I saw the miracles in the sky. I saw the shooting star. I saw the smile on Grandma and Grandpa's eyes. I felt the magic that was there. And you are special and you are gifted and you feel beaten down right now and that's okay. Because who you are is who we are as that vehicle of blessing, that recipient of grace. And that's really, really good news.